You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B. And this is episode number 13. Well, hello again, my friends. Welcome to the Fitness Matters Podcast, where we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. You guys, you guys, I happen to know for a fact that this one matters. We are talking about practicing positive self-talk. And if it doesn't matter to you, I tell you what, it totally matters to me. This is a journey that I have been on for quite some time now. And honestly, it's something that we talk about really frequently. I was thinking about this when I was taking notes for the episode. I was thinking how, you know, maybe you don't know, if you open up the show notes or the description box or wherever you are, there's some place where you can read about the episode. I mean, maybe you get it in your inbox because I email you or, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways that you can read the notes that I write. But at the end of every session, I always have a resources mentioned so that you can listen to other podcasts that are related. And I was thinking about for this episode, how I can basically reference like dozens of episodes that we've talked about because this idea of speaking nicely to yourself comes up again and again and again. It is so important on your fitness journey that you learn how to not be mean to yourself, that we talk about it a lot. And I wanted to talk today really, really specifically because I feel like every time we have this conversation, I give you like the three big broad strokes of this is how you practice positive self-talk or how you stop negative self-talk, depending on which way you want to talk about it. You know, first things first, you find the thoughts and then you question them and then you slowly replace it and you practice thinking new thoughts. And I tell you that every time and I totally feel like the process of how to do that is, honestly, it's pretty straightforward. It's three steps. But it occurs to me, because I hear from you, I see what you're saying, I read your comments, that on the daily, I have people say something to me like, oh yeah, you know, I really, I gotta, I really gotta knock that, that negative self-talk off. Or, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to talk nicer to myself, or I really want to talk nicer to myself. And the thing that I think when you make comments like this, I often ask in my head because I don't always say it out loud. Sometimes, well, I mean out loud, yes, sometimes I do say it out loud, but I don't always type it back to you on social media. How are you going to do that? Because here's the thing, having this idea in your head like, oh yeah, I should really talk nicely to myself. It's kind of like having an idea in your head of, oh yeah, I should really run a marathon. And then, you know, you get back to moving on with your life and suddenly it's six months later and you're no closer to running a marathon than you were six months ago because you didn't make a plan and you didn't start executing the tasks every single day of running and doing the foam rollering and doing your core work and drinking enough water and all the things that you have to do in order to run a marathon. And the fact is, Practicing positive self-talk is in many ways, I mean, obviously there's the exception of having to run long miles, but in many ways, it is the same kind of project as running a marathon. It's the same kind of goal as any other goal. There are steps to practicing positive self-talk that you're going to need to do every single day. 
And the thing is, I, I was thinking a lot about this, obviously, while I was writing the notes down and thinking about how I wanted to present this to you. And it occurred to me that there's almost no way to present these ideas without sounding a little bit like I'm trying to put you off of it. It's kind of like telling somebody who has just now started to run like exactly all of the steps that are going to go into running a marathon. I mean, if this analogy doesn't super work if you don't run or have no interest in running, but but bear with me here. Let's say that you have just run around the block for the very first time, and I can put myself in this position very easily because I remember very clearly what it felt like to run those first 50 steps where I was counting my steps and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm running. This is so cool. If you had told me when I came home from that walk and the run, that first day that I went for a walk and a run, if you had sat me down and said, Paula, oh my gosh, this is fantastic that you are running now. Here's what you're going to need to do to run a marathon. Like you're going to need to run, you know, a minimum of let's say 20 to 30 miles a week. And you're probably going to want to run like four or five days a week. And you're definitely going to need to, you know, watch your electrolytes. You're going to need to be really careful about what you're eating. You're going to want to make sure that you get plenty of sleep. You definitely got to do your core work. You've got to get on the foam roller a couple of times a week and really work out all those kinks. You're going to need to think about your hydration and your fueling strategy. You're going to need to work on your pacing. You want to make sure that you've got your mindset in the right place. <laughs> like, like it's overwhelming, right? When you think about like all the steps that you have to do. And I feel like that's what this episode is kind of going to sound like. So what I'm going to tell you before I even get into the, the brass tacks of the daily work of what it's like to practice positive self-talk, what I want to tell you is that just like anything else, take this information and come at it with baby steps. What I'm going to show you is kind of a glimpse into my life. I'm years into this practicing positive self-talk stuff. I'm years into running. The kind of, of information that I'm giving you today might feel incredibly overwhelming. It might feel like a lot of work. And if you have just run around the block for the very first time, I want you to know that you don't have to run a marathon ever, truly. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to run a marathon, but you don't have to feel like like this process that I'm going to describe for you is something that you have to do tomorrow for two reasons. Number one, because you have to ease into it with baby steps. I mean, you are where you are and you're going to get where you're going to go. But also because if you try to push too hard, it'll actually just lead to more negative self-talk because you'll say things like, geez, I can't get this. This is so hard. I'm so dumb. Why do I even bother? And it'll bring on a whole chain of negative self-talk, which is the exact opposite of what we're trying to do here. So what I'm going to show you is a little glimpse into my day, how I personally practice positive self-talk, where I am with my practicing positive self-talk process. It could very well be further along than your process, and that's okay. But I feel like this is a good kind of a roadmap for for a couple of reasons. First of all, because it's kind of nice to just know how other people do this, because this is something that I think about a lot. I, When I listen to podcasts and read books and 
you know, get the information from these people who are further along on their positive self-talk journey. I'm always curious, like, what exactly did you think this morning? Like, what exactly did you write down in your journal? What exactly are you doing on a daily basis that has gotten you the success that you've gotten? Like, I hear the, the steps, but, but tell me how. And so that's, that's what I'm going to do with you today. You guys, there is a thought that is so ridiculously pervasive for me that it's, it's almost funny. I mean, in fact, I might as well just go ahead and call it funny because it is pretty funny. I, my go-to, and you might have even noticed this, sometimes when I give examples, I'll pop off with the things that are on the top of my head. And number one is always, you're so stupid, or you're dumb, or that's dumb. It is a thought that pops in my head a lot. And it's a thought that went unchallenged for many, 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 many years. I mean, if I had to guess where this thought came from, (laughs) if I had to guess, I mean, I'm the youngest of three. I am younger by a fair few years than my brother and sister by four years and five years, respectively. And, or other way around, because my brother is oldest. But anyway, I, I feel like like I got called stupid a lot when I was a kid. And that's that's not like to be mean to my brother and my sister. I mean, I'm sure I called them stupid too. But, but I think that's one of those things that was just, it was early on. I, I, there's, there's no, there's no real evidence for me being stupid. I did great in school. I run my own business. I can come up with all kinds of evidence against that thought kind of like how we talked about in the thoughts or the facts versus opinions episode a couple of weeks ago. There's all kinds of evidence both ways here. Plenty of times I do stupid things. I absolutely do stupid things, but plenty of times I'm plenty smart to get on with where I want to go in my life. So this thought about I'm so stupid, it doesn't serve me. It's not helpful. It doesn't feel good and I don't really need it anymore. So I would like to not think that I'm stupid. I mean, that that sounds like a a tall order sometimes, but also it doesn't sound completely unreasonable. There's no reason for me to think that I'm stupid. So here on a daily basis are the kinds of things that I do to stop thinking that thought. And that thought particularly, I mean, I, I recognized that as a daily repetitive thought maybe a year ago. And I kind of just sat with it and and didn't really know entirely what to do. And then kind of came into this process, I'm going to say about six months ago. And to be fair, I don't do this exact process every single day for just this thought. This is, this is a really specific example, but there are other thoughts, repetitive thoughts that I have that are not serving me that I do this same kind of process with. But here's what I would do on a typical day. Generally speaking, I try to start my na- my day on a positive note. And, and it's kind of a funny thing to say because what I do is I start my day by complaining in my journal. <laughs> and that doesn't sound very positive at all. But here's my journaling process. When I get up in the morning, I mean... I, I get up in the morning, I, you know, I make breakfast for my husband, I make coffee for myself, I feed the cats, I you know, kind of get my day moving and grooving, go to the bathroom, all those kinds of things. 
But when I sit down with my coffee, I sit down with my notebook and a pen, and I get some thoughts out on paper. Now, generally speaking, some days are easier than others. Some days I will sit there and think, I don't really have anything to say. I'm, you know, I'm already thinking about my day. I'm already kind of onto my to-do list. It's, sometimes it's kind of hard to sit in your own thoughts and think about them because it feels, honestly, it feels like a waste of time sometimes. But this is still something that I do because I know that getting some of this stuff out at the start of my day will make the rest of my day go faster, better, and more productive. And I'm all about being more productive. So I'll take the time to journal. Generally speaking, my journal is complaints. It's negative thoughts that I have in my head. It's junk that I'm thinking about my day or myself or my life or whatever. And for a long time, I actually really kind of resisted the journaling thing because I did feel like I was just complaining and it didn't necessarily feel helpful, but I've come to realize somewhat rather recently that it's not the complaining that's helpful. And it's not even just getting it out, just venting that's helpful because, and maybe you've noticed this when, when you vent to a friend that sometimes just saying it kind of just still perpetuates it, that it doesn't really dissipate the yucky feelings that you have about the situation, that that simply getting it out isn't always enough. And so I've started with more of a three-step process to my journaling, where the first step is just complaining, just getting it all out. I mean, I feel dumb. I, you know, I'm too busy today. I have too much to do. I don't like whatever. I was going to say Instagram. (laughs) Speaking of repetitive thoughts, that one has come up a lot recently, and it's funny how that's become my go-to, and it's definitely something that's on my list of, of thoughts I need to work on because it's not serving me. Anyways, so I'll get all my thoughts out, but then I go back, and this honestly was the hard part for a long time because I don't like rereading my complaints because, it, again, it just sounds like I'm complaining and I don't love that, but I've learned that when you go back and read it again, you'll realize that every single thing you wrote down is just a thought. It's an opinion rather than a fact. And so often when I'm putting these complaints on paper, they feel like facts. They feel like things that I believe. They feel so truthy and real. I mean, they're in my head. Of course, I'm thinking this. It's got to be real, right? No. When you go through and read it again and realize that every single thing that you've just written down is optional, that they are simply thoughts, and that you could actually think something else in place of that, that's actually very powerful. This is where the positive note comes in. And then the third step is to decide what you want to think on purpose. Now, this can be super overwhelming. I mean, on any given day in my journal, I might have, you know, anywhere from 10 to 100 thoughts that I've written down, sentences that I've written down. So I'm not going to necessarily go through every single one and decide, what do I want to think about this? What do I want to think about this? What do I want to think about this? I tend to pick maybe one or two, sometimes if I do feel like I have more time or there's like a clustering of thoughts that are pretty similar around the same theme, I'll spend a little bit more time on what do I want to think. But specifically for my, I'm so dumb, I'm so stupid, things are dumb, I can't move forward if I'm this dumb, that kind of thought. I, I first of all, I go through my three questions, so what? And, and that one right there, I mean, again, realizing that it's just an optional thought by asking myself, so what? Like, 
So what if I am stupid? I mean, so what? <laughs> Does that actually affect anything? Because I'm still where I am. I'm still moving towards the success that I want to move towards. I'm still living this great life. I have a happy family. I feel good. I'm healthy. I'm fit. I mean, so what if I'm stupid? And that one usually stops me in my tracks right there, but sometimes I have to go a little bit further with it. And sometimes I have to think to myself, okay, well, but it still feels kind of bad. It makes me feel sad to think that I'm stupid. It makes me feel embarrassed to think that I'm stupid. So what would I like to think instead? What could I think that would feel real and truthful and good rather than bad? And the thought that I've come up with, again, somewhat recently, that I am practicing, that I am currently in the process of practicing on the daily basis, is that I'm smart enough. And it, it kind of answers that question of, so what? Because, yeah, so what? So what if I'm stupid? I'm smart enough. I'm smart enough to have gotten where I've gotten. I'm smart enough to have figured out what I've figured out. I'm smart enough to be able to hire somebody if I need something more technical or more... Uh, whatever, beyond me, I'm smart enough. And I have enough evidence for that, that that feels pretty truthful. It feels pretty believable. It feels pretty factual. It's not a hundred percent. I'm still practicing this thought. And like we've talked about before, but I'll go over it again just really quickly here. Your brain loves to think the same things over and over. Like your brain is like any other muscle in your body. It does the same thing over and over and it gets really efficient and good at it. The way that, you know, you had to practice riding a bike or you had to practice learning to walk and now you don't think about it at all anymore. You just get on a bike and you go. You just start walking and you go. There's there's very simple, you know, muscle memory involved in so many of the tasks that we do. Your brain is exactly like that. It gets very, very efficient at thinking the same thought over and over. And it doesn't necessarily need to analyze itself because it's gotten really good at this. I mean, this thought specifically for me, I'm so stupid, like we talked about, I've probably heard that, you know, I'm, I'm going to say a dozen times when I was a kid. It, it might have been more, it might have been less, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But my brain went ahead and glommed onto that like, oh, okay, that's true. And then it's just been practicing it. Whenever a situation comes up where I have done something silly or stupid, well, oh, I'm stupid. Oh, I'm so dumb. Of course. <laughs> because my brain knows that thought. It's familiar with that thought. It feels comfortable with that thought. So of course, it's just going to pop it right up and be like, here you go. This is the answer to this situation. And so replacing that thought it's going to take some time and it takes some believability because I have so much practice thinking I'm stupid. Anything else, like if I went straight from I'm stupid to I'm so smart, I can do anything. Clearly that's not true. I mean, I have years of evidence that that is not true. That doesn't sound true. It doesn't feel believable. If I go straight from I'm dumb to I'm so smart, I can do anything my brain's going to reject that. I could think that a million times and might never truly believe that because your brain has so many layers. It's so interesting to think about your own thoughts like this. I can purposefully think I'm so smart that I can do anything. And there is an immediate back of my mind thought to replace it that says, no, you're not. <laughs> So, so just practicing a new thought 
I mean, and I know that we do this sometimes with like affirmations, you know, people will tell you just, just keep thinking this, just keep thinking this, just keep thinking this. And it is, some of it is the repetition, but some of it is the believability while you're repeating. So don't skip the step where you try to decide on what's believable. Yes, there are nice thoughts that could feel good if you believed that they were true, but simply repeating them isn't quite enough. You do have to have some element of belief. And sometimes that's really hard. I mean, honestly, the I'm smart enough thing, that took me a while because I did try thinking I'm plenty smart or I'm smart or I'm so smart because I run my own business or, or I tried thinking things that were a little bit, a little bit further on the smart <laughs> scale where, you know, I went from I'm completely dumb to I'm completely smart and I'm completely smart didn't sound believable enough. So I had to kind of slide it back and decide, okay, what's, what sounds good but is believable? And the I'm smart enough totally works for me. So in my morning journal, I do the, the three-step process where I complain about everything and then I look through all of the complaints and I remind myself that those are all optional thoughts, that those are thoughts and I could think anything I want, that they are optional and I have other options available to me. And then I pick the ones that seem that's most mornings I pick the ones that seem the most difficult to believe that are they're optional the ones that really sound true I mean that really sound like no this is a fact I'm stating facts here and so I try to dig into that like what else could I think so some mornings the I'm stupid thing comes up and on those mornings I now already have a plan that okay I'm so dumb is optional I don't have to think that. And what I'd like to think instead is I'm smart enough. So then after I've done my journaling in the morning, I usually do try to be pretty productive pretty much right away. It tends to make me feel good. So I get into my work. It's a quiet time of day. My husband has gone to work. My kid is still asleep. It's still dark most of the time. So it's it's kind of a cozy time of day for me and I really like to get a little something done. And then I move on with my day with exercise and, you know, answering questions and taking in information from other people, which may or not, may not be truthful and may or may not make me think that I'm smart enough because sometimes I'll get comments and I'll get feedback that makes me feel dumb. And then I'll have to remind myself, oh, that's a thought. So let's say, for example, that I get a comment or an email or a direct message because I do, I get lots of them. And some of them have some feedback about the things that I've said or the things that I've put out in the world. And sometimes when somebody has some feedback that feels kind of truthful, kind of like, like I did something wrong, specifically this is this is one really spe specific example that I, I got a comment, oh gosh, a while ago now, that was kind of questioning some information that I had put out that was, I mean, I had verified my facts before I talked about it and I've been in the fitness realm now for years. This is something that I felt incredibly confident saying it on camera because I did say it on camera. And at the moment, and still when I go back and, and listen to it again, it's like, no, that, that actually is true. But I had somebody question me and my immediate response was, 
oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. Oh, I was wrong. And I went straight to, I must be dumb. I must be stupid. I must have been wrong. And I'm so embarrassed that I was wrong. Just instantly. Didn't, didn't even stop at go, did not collect $200, did not think to myself, I know these facts. These are true facts. And I said them because I believe them. So I just instantly. And so I had to take a moment and reassess what I was thinking about myself because of this comment. And so when something like this comes up in my day, generally speaking, I'm sitting at my desk. I I spend a lot of time at my desk. I have at any given time, I really should have counted. I think I have seven or eight or possibly more notebooks going at any one time. I mean, I've got my calendar, I've got my workout notebook, I've got my daily task list, I've got my my other calendar, <laughs> I've got my post-it notes, I've got my journaling notebook, I've got my to-do list notebook. I I have a lot of notebooks like different places on my desk. And I do have a little filing folder area for them so I can clean it up if I need to. But at any given time, I have several notebooks and quite a few pens on my desk. So what I will do in that situation when I hear the thought is I will just write it down real quick. Just jot it down on any one of the notebooks. Sometimes it's a post-it note because that way I can throw it away later because I don't necessarily like to look at it again, but I'll jot it down. Oh, this was the situation and this is the thought I had. And then I can go back and think, oh, have I talked about this before? Have I thought about this before? What do I want to think instead? And then underneath the thought, I'm so stupid, I'll write, I'm smart enough. And I'll see that on paper and it will be a nice visual and physical reminder having having something written out gets it out of your head and then being able to see the response i'm smart enough i'm a particularly visual learner may or may not work for you quite the way that it works for me but now i can see that thought those words on paper in my head when i want to call them up it's something that i've practiced numerous times now so i'm not just hearing it in my head i'm seeing it written on paper as well it's a visual reinforcement of the thought that i'd like to have instead and then i get on with my day either responding to the comment or deleting it or doing whatever whatever i do but it's a quick little thing that i do i jot it down i jot down the replacement thought and then generally speaking i throw that away because it's not super necessary it's out of my head i got it taken care of and it's not something that i need to have in front of me all the time so i'll move on with my day now sometimes sometimes these thoughts will come to me when i'm you know out in the world at the grocery store or walking the dog with my husband or driving my car so then the work is mental And again, I have to hear the thought first. I will accidentally cut somebody off in traffic, which, I mean, I try really, really, really hard not to do that. But you know, sometimes you misjudge how fast somebody is coming and you turn out right in front of them. It's like, oh, so stupid. Wait, wait a second. There's a thought. There's that thought that I have had so many times in my lifetime and I don't want to think that thought anymore. What thought do I want to think instead? Well, I'm smart enough. You know what? I'm smart enough. This situation worked out. I do feel bad. I'm sorry for the person that I cut off, but this doesn't have to turn into anything bigger than it is. I'm smart enough. 
So those are the three ways that I go through my find the thought and replace it on a daily basis. And I have to do, I have to do, I choose to do these processes each and every time I hear the thought. And I will tell you that if you are brand new, if you have just run around the block and I'm talking about a marathon, here's where I want you to start. Start by hearing the thought at all. Hearing the thought is arguably the hardest part. It is, it is the thing that took me the longest to recognize and the thing, I, and even when I recognized it, I sat on it for a long time because I wasn't sure what else to do. It's okay to spend your time simply finding the thought. And I should say that plural, finding the thoughts, because trust me, I have more than just that one that I'm working on replacing. Learning how to find the thought at all is is a skill in itself, honestly, and will take practice in itself. It's the kind of thing that being aware, being aware that this is a process at all, and then being aware of what you're thinking is part of the process, and then being aware of the fact that it is a thought rather than a fact or a truth. Then being aware of the fact that you are capable of replacing that thought. Then being aware of what else you'd like to think and whether or not it's believable enough that it could be a good replacement. Then finding the thought again and again and again and being able to replace it. It's all, it's all steps on this and I'm going to say it, it's a long road. And I mean that nicely. Again, I'm not trying to overwhelm you or tell you, oh, by the way, this is lifelong work. But oh, by the way, this is lifelong work. The fact is, we have thousands of thoughts a day, truly thousands of thoughts. Like the estimate is anywhere from like 40 to 100,000 thoughts that we have in a day. And I'm going to say that... (sighs) I'm going to say that we're probably half and half. I feel like, I mean, I feel like I started from a more negative than positive place, but, but I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, it's, it's impossible for me to actually analyze. So it's not worth, it's not worth worrying about. Trying to find all of the negative thoughts is going to feel really overwhelming. It's why I would suggest that you pick one or two. Pick the ones that bother you the most. Pick the ones that seem like they've been around the longest. Pick the ones that seem the most truthful, but are the least helpful. And just start there. Start with one thought, find it, recognize it, maybe jot it down. Decide what you'd like to think instead, and then practice on a daily basis. The practicing might look different for you. The fact is, I'm really willing to write things down. And I understand that not everybody is. And I want you to know that the writing part for me feels very critical, meaning essential, not critical, like critical of myself, but essential as part of the process. Because, again, I feel like a very visual person. I, having tangible proof in the world of something that I have thought feels very different to me than simply thinking it in my head. I can, I can think nice things all day long, 
Uh, well, I don't, but I could, <laughs> I, could, I could try to think nice things all day long, but there is something very concrete about having it out on paper that does feel really different to me. So that's really imperative for my process. Your process might look different. The reason I brought this up today was simply to give you a practical day in the life idea of what my process is like. When you find a process that works for you, it might look a lot like this. It might look entirely dissimilar, but when it works for you, it works for you. And you'll know that. You'll know that because you are having success at practicing your positive self-talk. You'll have success at replacing some of your negative thoughts. You'll have success at wherever it is you're trying to get to. The fact is the thought I'm stupid does not help me meet my business goals. It holds me back from being successful. It's why I want to replace this thought. If it was a, I'm trying to think of some other negative thought that I have that doesn't really bother me very much. And I'm struggling to come up with something off the top of my head. So uh, pretend like there's another thought, (laughs) pretend like there's another thought that isn't stopping me from getting my goal. This thought, the thought that I'm stupid does stop me from finding a million subscribers. It does stop me from feeling successful. It does stop me from putting out my best work. If I feel stupid, I'm not gonna put out good work. If I feel bad about myself because I'm so stupid, I'm not going to be able to put myself out in the world in the way that I need to, to reach my goal. That's why I'm spending time on replacing this. That's why I'm willing to put in the work. This thought does not serve me. And my friend, you have thoughts that don't serve you. You do. I, everybody does. It is, this is part of where we're going with the whole, this is lifelong work. Even if your thoughts are mostly positive, those couple of negative ones in there are stopping you from getting what you want. And the thing is, it's totally, it might feel overwhelming when you first start digging them up. They might feel so true or so bad that you don't even know where to go with them. Start here. Start with this process and see if it works for you. Start writing them down and decide, is this something I want to think or so what? Or what do I want to feel instead? I mean, you, you go back to last week's episode and go through those questions again, but you get to decide what your process is. You get to decide what you want to think. You get to decide how you want to practice positive self-talk. But my friends, I do encourage you to practice it because simply having the thought, which you tell me all the time on social media, oh yeah, I really got to stop talking so bad to myself. Oh yeah, I'm really, I'm working on speaking nicer to myself. Make it a process. Make it a daily habit. And yes, I know that just sounded like a lot of pressure. Make it a habit. Figure out how it's going to work into your your routine somewhere because I don't want you to start having negative self-talk about I got to do this every day. No, my friend, you got to do what you got to do to speak nicely to yourself wherever you start and wherever you go. My friends, I hope this was helpful today and I would love to hear, I would love to hear if you feel like sharing, I would love to hear what thought you would like to replace and what nice thing you're going to replace it with. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Mm